Thank you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast with evangelist Nick Zayner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at zaynerministries.com. Now, here's evangelist Nick. Phone, a woman said, uh, when I called her out, the gifts of the Holy Spirit was moving, and uh, she was being bombarded with uh, extreme attacks mentally in her mind, fear, anxiety, worry. And as the word of the Lord came forth, she was totally set free from all of the oppression of the enemy. How many of you guys know we need the power of the Holy Ghost? We need uh, to uh, experience this freedom because there's a world out there that's trying to put all these different things on you, the spirit of fear, that's not of God, and it tries to just come in. And really, if you don't take a hold of that, it starts manifesting outward into sickness, into disease. You know, even doctors will say uh, the number one cause of most illnesses is stress, which is stress is rooted in fear. And so if we can deal with fear, because God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind, we can deal with uh, uh, part of sickness and disease, and we can take care of it. Can you say amen? Hey, Robin, Erica. Thank you for joining us. Praise the Lord. And uh, even last night, uh, man, kids were getting touched. I mean, I love when kids uh, experience the Holy Spirit. That's how you know uh, this thing is real. You know, kids are, uh, they're not going to fake it. Kids, uh, they know when it's real and they know when it's fake. And man, uh, the Holy Spirit was touching these kids, breaking their hearts for souls, breaking their hearts to be used and activated. And uh, today, as you can see by the title, today is going to, we're going to be talking about healing like Jesus. And I'm going to break this down. Hey, Richard, God bless you, man. I'm going to break this down today um, because when you put a title out like this, people, you know, there's a controversy like, oh, who do you think you are? Do you think that you uh, are Jesus? Jesus uh, was the Son of God. And, and I, I agree with them. Jesus is the Son of God. There's no one ever going to be greater than Jesus. But the Bible says that the student will be like the Master. Jesus said, greater things shall you do because I go to the Father. I want you to type in the comments, greater things, because that's what God has called us to do. He's called us to do exploits in His name. He's called us to walk like Jesus, to talk like Jesus, to heal like Jesus. Amen. Jesus remains the healer. We're not the healer, but we have been given all power and authority to use His name. We are representation. We are the representation of Jesus. We are His ambassadors. We are the ones uh, who represent the kingdom of heaven, and everywhere we go, just like Jesus, he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And if God was with him, God is now with us, and we can go around doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil, because God is with us, and he's with you, and he's with me. And that's what, that's what this week has been all about, activating the believers to what they already carry. You know, You know, inside of you right now, if you're born again, if you're saved, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. When you walk in the doors, God, God walks in. When you walk into your workplace, God just walked in. Why? Because he lives in you by the, by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't reside um, up in heaven or out this, you know, in a building or anything. He lives in you. And uh, God desperately wants to get out and touch the world around you. He wants to touch you, of course. He wants to heal you. 
That's what this week is about too, people receiving their healing. He wants to heal you. He wants to heal you on the inside. He wants to touch you. But this gift that God has given us is not just for us to keep for ourselves. It is for us to release and, uh, and to give to a lost and dying world. Aren't you thankful? How many of you guys with a show of emoji hands in the comments, aren't you thankful that somebody shared the gospel with you? Aren't you thankful that somebody said, you, you know, whether it was in a church, you were preaching, hey, Scott, God bless you. Pastor Mackay, God bless you. Aren't you thankful that God uh, sent some messenger to tell you the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ? You know, it, it, there's th thank God for that. You know, thank God that somebody was sent uh, to to share the good news. And Jesus is he 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 did not just come for three and a half years to only uh, die on the cross for the forgiveness of sins, which that's the main thing he did. I'm not taking away from that. I am not watering that down. If the only thing that Jesus did for us was to save us and forgive us of our sins so we can go to heaven, I would be so thankful. And I am thankful. I would run around this place and be so thankful. But Jesus didn't only come to get us a ticket to heaven, but he came to empower us to walk and live like Jesus. And you got to get that in your in your mind. You had to transform your mind to the Word of God to realize that this is not just about um, me, 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 but it's about getting it for yourself and giving it out. So I want you to go in your Bibles if you're taking notes or you just want to listen. Maybe you're at work. I'm th so glad that you decided to disobey uh, your authority so you can listen today uh, to the broadcast if you're not allowed to. But it may be some places you are allowed to, and uh, thank God you're listening. But go to Matthew 9, verse 35, and I'm going to go until uh, Matthew 10, verse 1. This is the foundation scripture for the week. And so this is what we're, we're basing all of this on. Hey, Olga, God bless you. Good afternoon. The Bible says this, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. I want you to write this in your notes. Jesus went about teaching, preaching, and demonstrating. Teaching, preaching, demonstrating. This is the pattern of Jesus. This should be the pattern of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We should preach. We should teach. So we have an understanding of what's preached, but then it should not stop there. It should be demonstrated. What we teach and preach in every area, every subject should not just be words only, but it should be demonstration of what is taught and what is preached. If it cannot be demonstrated, I'm wondering if it even really is the gospel and in the Bible. Why? Because everything Jesus taught and preached, he backed it up by demonstration. Even when he was challenging people about how to live morally in their lives, he was the example of how you can. Jesus was without sin. He was spotless. He was the spotless lamb that was slain by the power of the Holy Spirit when he descended upon him. He walked in total freedom from sin. He's, he, you know, when he got up and said, treat your brother this way, treat your, your mother this way, he, he would challenge people with the Beatitudes. And, you know, he had to do, he had to walk that out himself. You know, he had to live that way. And so everything that Jesus taught and preached can be demonstrated. And so when he, he preached, teach, demonstrate, then look what happens after that. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they are weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. So in other words, Jesus was moved with compassion. 
Jesus heals today because he's he was moved and is still moved with compassion. You know, the church needs to move with compassion. We need to have compassion and not sympathy. What's the difference? Compassion is an inward desire to bring a change and having the ability to bring the change. Sympathy is, I just feel sorry for you and I'm not going to do anything about it. Sympathy is a feeling, it's an emotion. Compassion goes beyond an emotional feeling and it goes into action. So Jesus, he's looking and he's saying, look, there's multitudes of people. Think about this today. There's multitudes of people right now who are sick, who are in sin, who are in bondage, who are willing to call on the name of the Lord to save them. They're willing to receive uh, uh, the healing power of God if a believer will step out because these signs will follow those who believe. They're willing. But they, we need to be moved with compassion to go towards the people because how many people every day in and day out do we go past and we see in Walmart, in Target, at the grocery store, at the gas station, and you can clearly see they're in pain and knowing what we know, that we have the power on the inside of us. It's not us ourselves who's healing the people, but it is the authority and the power given to us who we are now uh, uh, responsible to release the power of God because that's what God chose. He chose to use people like us. Uh, to release his power, and we can go and do something about it, but we don't do it. Why? Because we are not as compassionate as we should be. If we're going to heal like Jesus, we need to have compassion for people like Jesus. Hey, Grandma, thanks for tuning in. And so we need to have this compassion. How do you get compassion? Well, allow God to break your heart for people. Allow God to say, you know, one of your prayers could be, Lord, open my eyes to see people the way you see them. Because if you do, I'm telling you, you'll be moved like Jesus. Because Jesus was seeing people like his father. Jesus was seeing people like, like his heavenly father. And he said, and he was moved with compassion to do something. And then look what he says here. He says this, they're scattered, having no shepherd. The harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into the harvest field. So he's saying, okay, look, it, Jesus in himself, he's like, I can't do this on my own being just one person. You know, if Jesus was alive today uh, and he was still doing what he was doing, we would all have to get on a plane, fly to Jerusalem to get to right where he's at so he can touch him, he can touch us, and we can be healed. But he did not stop there. He commissioned his believers to go out and heal the sick by divine uh, uh, delegated authority and by power, and now because he ascended into heaven, uh, he sent the Holy Spirit to live on the inside of me, to live on the inside of you, so that everywhere we go, we can destroy the works of the devil, because uh, sickness and disease is of the enemy, is of the devil, and now he sent and commissioned us. And he said, look, therefore the, the harvest is ripe, the labors are a few, and then look, turn around and look at Matthew 10 verse 1. And then he said, pray to the Lord of the harvest. And then what did he do? He commissioned his 12 disciples to go out and he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and disease. And then that was their, that was their first, hey guys, you've sat and listened to me long enough. Jesus was only on the earth for three and a half years. From the moment he uh, commissioned his disciples till this is only Matthew chapter 10. It could have probably been maybe a year. It, who, 
could have been one year, but could have been less than that. But then he commissioned his disciples. Why? Because he needed more people to go forth and to reach this world. And he said, look, I can't do it in myself. I am the Savior. I'm the healer. But I'm going to delegate my power and authority to you so that you can go and represent me. And when you use my name, I, you, you will see the greater works done the same way that I'm seeing them done here. Because I need to, I need to get this word out. I need to get this thing going. And that's what he did uh, even after he ascended into heaven. Look at Mark 16, verse 15. We all know this. This is the Great Commission. This is uh, when he commissions everyone to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. But look what he says. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons, right? They will speak in new tongues. They will take up any serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. In other words, he's given us his name. He's given us his power, his authority. In his name, you will lay hands on the sick. This is a sign that follows the believer. I want you to type in the comment, signs that follow the believer. It's not a reward for being a good believer. <clears throat> Healing is not a reward. Healing is a sign. Signs point to something. Signs, when you drive to New York City, there, as, the, as you head that direction, there's signs that begin to pop up. New York City, 100 miles. New York City, 50 miles. When you get really close, there's a bunch of different exits that say New York City, Manhattan, New York City, Queens. And you got to take the right uh, exit to get to the place. Well, the sign that follows the believer to point to Jesus is healing the sick. These signs will follow the believer. And so Jesus is, is trying to get to us. And I'm talking to Pentecostal believers today. I love my, I love the body of Christ. I love, I'm not here. To, I'm here to build bridges across denominations, not burn bridges. But at the same time, as Pentecostal believers, we should, we believe in the gifts of the spirit. We believe in the work of the Holy Spirit. We believe that signs still fall today, so we should contend and step out to see signs falling. You know, every single time Jesus commissioned his disciples, the 12, he gave them power to heal the sick and cast out de devils. The 72, he gave them power to heal the sick and cast out devils. Us, when he ascended into heaven, wait to be endued with power in Acts 1 verse 4, and then in Acts 1 verse 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So you can be my witness to what? To demonstrate, to have signs falling, that they would point back to Jesus, the Savior, the healer. Come on. And so, you know, some people think, well, can I really do this? You know, Jesus is the one. Maybe we should wait on his timing. You know, we, you know, we can't really, can we really control God? We're not talking about controlling God. We're talking about he, if he already said, when God says something, he's empowered it to happen. He already said, when you lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. You know, because sometimes you start teaching along the lines of authority of the believer, and you think, wow, you really, you're like commanding God to do stuff. I'm not commanding God to do stuff. He already commanded me to command him to do stuff according to what he's already said. You got to grab a hold of that today. He's given us all power and authority. And so look at this in John 14, because some people think, well, can we really do what Jesus did? Can we really heal like Jesus? Well, let's listen to the words of Jesus himself. John 14, I'm going to start in verse 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? 
The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. So in other words, Jesus was under authority. How was he healing the sick? Under the authority of his Father. And then he said, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Do you believe in Jesus today? By a show of hands in the comments, or you can say, I believe, you can type it in the comments, say, I believe, then therefore he's talking to you. He who believes, or she who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. What are the works of Jesus? He went about healing the sick, casting out devils, raising the dead, multiplying food. I mean, there's people right now, there's stories I've heard where literally they ran out of food and they just took with a little bit that they had, they lifted to the Lord, they blessed it just like Jesus, and that food began to multiply. I mean, people in Haiti, they, they had what they had. I mean, and once they had what was left, they just said, Lord, we need more, and it just began to multiply. I mean, the works that Jesus did, we can do also. Is it us doing it? No, it's greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Jesus said the Holy Spirit has been with you, but soon he will be in you. We are at that point right now where he is now in you. And so it's the power in the work of God, but it requires us to release the power of God by our actions and by our words and by doing what Jesus said. But look at this. Jesus didn't stop there. He said, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works. Type that in the comments. Greater works than these he will do. Because why? Because I go to my Father. In other words, because I'm about to leave, I'm about to send the Holy Spirit, and now he's going to live on the inside of every single believer, and now every single believer who believes upon me can now do the works that I do, and it will be even greater works. How is it greater works? You know, Jesus preached to multitudes, but did he ever preach to one million people at one time? Probably not. But there's been evangelists in the last 20 years who had a 1.7 million person crusade where miracle signs and wonders were popping off. I mean, I would say that's greater works, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say that's greater works when 1.7 million people come to hear the gospel and people are getting out of wheelchairs people, you know, without even hands being laid upon them, just the word of the Lord being spoken? That's greater works. That's greater works. And so Jesus is challenging us that as we go, he will back up his word. See, you're not, you're not stepping out and doing it on your own. You're doing it with the help of God, but you have to have faith. Faith, trust that God will do what he said he will do. And so it takes you, it takes you to have the boldness to step out. You know, I said this the other night, and uh, this, I'm not thinking of any churches in particular, especially not the church I'm at now. We believe in healing. This church, Pastor Cole, he believes in healing. He lays hands on the sick. He's not afraid to lay hands. But, you know, some people don't pray for the sick or they don't lay hands on, on the sick because they're afraid nothing will happen. Well, what happens? If, what about if something does happen? There's always two sides of this thing. You'll never see the, he, the sick healed if you never even contend for it. You'll never see it happen. And so Jesus is challenging us. He said, the works that I do, he will do also. Well, he was not just saying that. He was, he was di his disciples were demonstrating that. He, they, even before he ascended and died on the cross, they were already healing the sick and casting out devils. Before he even died on the cross, before he was even whipped and bruised. Why? Because he was, he was giving them a little taste of what's to come. 
He was giving them a little taste. And you know who understood that? Go with me there to Acts chapter 3. Peter understood that once Jesus ascended. You know, before Peter was used, before Jesus went to heaven, Peter was used. Peter was casting out devils, healing the sick. He was one of the 12. And then Jesus ascended into heaven. He said, wait to be endued with power. And now Jesus is gone at this point. He's up in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, but the Holy Spirit has come. He lives. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of Peter now. And the only thing that separates us from Peter is he had the title of an apostle. He was a, he was fivefold minister, great, but he was still just a believer. He still was just just a man. Even people tried to lay down and worship him when he showed up, and he said, "Do not worship me. Worship only God Himself. Stand to your feet." In other words, he said, "I'm a man just like you." And if he's an ordinary person, God wants to use you too. Look at this, Acts 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John went together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain layman from his womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who are entered the temple. So in other words, this is a, this is a beggar. And Peter and John are on the way to prayer. They're not prayed up. They haven't shunned die, hun died for the last nine hours, and they're in a, you know, they're just in a super trance, and the anointing's flowing all over them. They probably just woke up, got up, and said, "Let's go to prayer." They're on their way. They're not prayed up or nothing. They're just probably just rolled out of bed. And the Bible says, "Who seeing Peter and John, this is verse three, about to go to the temple, asked alms, and fixing his eyes on him, with John, Peter said, "Look at us." So he gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them. So this man thought he was going to get money. He didn't think he was going to get anything else. But then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have. He, took, he said, I have it. Notice how he didn't say, God has it and I'm about to give it to you. He said, I have it. That's bold. He said, look at us. Silver and gold I do, I do not have, but what I have. What does he have? He has the Holy Spirit living on the inside of him. He has the power of God, the anointing of God. He has faith. He said, what I have, what's been given to me, I now give it to you. What did Jesus say? Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead. Freely you've received. Freely what? Give. If you've received something, it's yours. It's still God's power. But it's now your responsibility to release it. You understand that it's God's power, but it's our responsibility to release God's power as believers. And you can do that just as Peter did. He said, silver and gold have a none, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. When you use the name of Jesus, what did Jesus say? In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. In my name, you will cast out devils. There's power in the name of Jesus. Type that in the comments. There's power in the name of Jesus. Jesus is telling us we can heal like him because he's now delegated his power and authority to us for us to use his name. I keep saying this almost every single service because we got to get this in our spirit. We got to understand this. Jesus has given us his name. Jesus has given us his power. And Peter understood this. It's, it's in me, and I got to release it. And I do that by saying, by saying, using the name of Jesus, by laying hands on the sick, by my actions, I'm, I'm releasing God's power, and then that's when it's released. You know, think about it like this. How many of you guys have electricity in your home? 
probably every single person watching. And if you don't, I don't know how you're even watching us unless you borrowed somebody's electricity and you're stealing it from your neighbor because you, <laughs> you don't have any electricity in your home. We all have electricity. But do you own that electricity? Do you own your electricity? You don't. You don't own, you don't own the electric. There's a company you pay. You pay for that electricity to come into your home, but then you have control over it. So you, you're paying for it. The company is sending electricity to your house, to your home, but now they've given you the control over it. If I go and flip the switch, the electric turns the light on. If I turn the switch off, it turns the electric off. You have, you have control. The same is true with the power of God. He's given it to us. It's not our power. It's his power. It lives on the inside of us. It's right there just like it has the electric company sends the power to our house. It's available. But you got to turn the switch on for it to be used. If you never turn the switch on, the power just sits there. And that's what the church has done. The church has just sat on the power and never have turned it on because of wrong believing. Well, you know, we can't really do what Jesus has done because we're not Jesus. And, uh, you know, only God, only God can heal. That's a great religious statement. And it is true that only God can heal. But if you stay thinking that way, you'll never see the sick healed. You'll never see a miracle. You'll never see a sign because Jesus humbled himself as a man to demonstrate to us that this is how we are to walk on this earth, that all power and authority has been given to us, just like the electricity company has given us the power. But it's up to us to release the power by using his name by laying hands on the sick by dealing with things uh with our words because faith is activated by your words and by your actions type that in the comments my faith is activated by my words and by my actions faith is activated by your words and by your actions faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of god now you have the faith it's time to release the faith you have the power, it's time to release the power. How? By your words, by your actions. I'll give you, I'm giving, I'm trying to do my best to give you like natural examples with electricity and stuff like that. But how about on the spiritual side? We always tell people this. Finances is always the easiest, in my opinion, because it's the most practical to understand how to release your faith. The Bible says this, give and you shall receive. Period. Jesus said that. Give and you shall receive. You want to receive more? You must give. Your faith is released how? Through your actions. You want to flip the switch of electricity, of the power of God in the area of finances? Bring your tithes into the storehouse. Bring your offering and give to God. As you give, you will receive. That's how simple faith is. Faith is believing what God said he will do. And then by you confessing and doing what the Bible says, and now it's over to God to do what he said he would do. This is why we line people up. This is why we lay hands on the sick. And we expect as we lay hands on the sick, they will recover because he said that if we do that, if we release our faith and we speak the name of Jesus and we command the, we command the sickness and disease to go, that people will be healed because he told us to use his name and he told us to lay hands on the sick. Healing like Jesus, that's what Jesus did. That's how Jesus healed. Jesus healed by a command and by laying his hands on people. That's it. It's that simple. 
Faith, uh, healing in faith is very simple. Anybody, if you ever leave a place and you're thinking, man, he talked a lot about faith, but I'm just confused. It, it, it's not probably not really faith because faith is simple. It's so simple, even a little child should be able to understand it. Faith is simple. Jesus, is, it, it, he made it so simple for us. A simple command. The Roman uh, officer, right? I talked about that the other day. The Roman officer... When he came to Jesus, he said, speak the word only, and I know that my servant will be healed because I'm a man under authority. If my servants do this and I tell them to do it, they'll do it. And I know if you say, to do, say it's done, it's done. And he said, I've not found such great faith in all of Israel. In other words, he said, if you say it, I believe it. And how, how, did, how really did the Roman officer really show that he had faith? He didn't say, Jesus, will you just wait right here? And if you wait right here, I'm going to go check. And, and, and if he's not, I'm going to come back. But, uh, but I, I believe he is, so I'm just going to go. No, he said, go about your business, see you, Jesus. It's done. He said, it's finished. He got, he got in his little buggy or whatever he was in, his little chariot, got turned around, showed up at home, and the, his, the servant was healed at that same hour that Jesus said it was done. That's how simple faith is. It's trusting that God said what he meant, and he meant what he said, and you believe it, you receive it, you speak it, you act upon it. It's just that simple. And your faith is not in God's timing. Or your, your healing, the healing of others, when you're laying hands on the sick, you know, we don't have to wait for an atmosphere to, to happen. We don't have to wait for everything to feel great and all of that. No, your faith can be released at any moment, at any time, because it's in your hands. How do I know that? Well, go to Mark chapter 5 with me. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. The woman with the issue of blood. Many of you guys know this story. God bless you, Robin, Timothy. I see you guys on. I see your comments. Thank you guys for tuning in. We've got a good, pretty good crowd today. I appreciate you guys appreciate you guys joining me at noon every single day this uh these first three days of the week. Something new we've never done, but I felt in the Lord to do it, and obviously you guys are listening, so it's great. The woman with the issue of blood, talking about faith being released, talking about the power available. Now this woman now this is Jesus before he ascended, but she had an issue of blood for twelve years and suffered many times from he- from many physicians. This is verse 25, verse 26 here. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, he turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? In other words, she figured out that uh, I don't have to wait on Jesus to come and call me out. And, uh, you know, I don't have to wait until I'm in a big crowd of uh, him teaching on on uh, healing or whatever. And then finally get, you know, she said, I can I can uh, flip the switch myself because I know the power is available for me. If I can only just touch the hem of his garment, I know that that power will surge through me. I know that that healing will manifest through my body, and I will be made whole. And she didn't just stop by just saying that. She actually pushed through the crowd, got on, down on her knees till she could. The Bible says it was a throng of people. That means it was so many people, you had to shimmy your way through the crowd. I mean, you're talking about wall-to-wall, bumper-to-bumper amount of people uh, right there, 
you couldn't. It's impossible to just get in there. So she pushed her way through, touched his garment, and boom, she was healed. And look what Jesus said about this. He said, "Who touched my clothes?" So in other words, this was out of. This was not on the plan of what Jesus was going to do that day. Whether you whether you realize that or not, she uh, interrupted his plans. He was on his way to uh, heal uh, this man Jairus' daughter who was sick, and she was about to die. And the Bible says after this incident, she did die, and then Jesus raised her from the dead. So she interrupted the plans of Jesus about to heal this girl. And so as she said, you know what? I'm not waiting on I'm not waiting on God's timing. See, this is a this is a wrong men, wrong mentality with the church. Well, you know, God will heal me in his timing. Was it this woman's timing? This was the worst timing possible for her in the natural. He's on his way to heal this girl and the girl dies on the way. Think about that for a second. It's it's not in God's timing. It's it, the ball is in our court. For us, and even for those around us who have no idea, we, you know, some people think, well, it's in God's timing when God's going to use me to heal the sick. It is his timing right now. It was his timing 2,000 years ago, and now here you are. God has chosen you to be alive in 2023 to go out and heal the sick. The timing is now. And so this woman, she interrupted uh, the time, the timing, because faith will tell time what to do. Faith will interrupt time. Faith is outside the realm of time. God is outside the realm of time. God comes and meets us in time, but faith is not a faith is not a moment in time. Faith is a lifestyle. Faith is constantly coming. Faith is like electricity, constantly, constantly, constantly coming towards us, and it's up to us to flip the switch. And this this lady, woman with the issue of blood, had a realization that I don't have to wait any longer. So she pushed through the crowd, and as she pushed through the crowd, she she touched the hem of his garment. She looked at him. She, and then Jesus said, who has done this? And she was in fear and she was trembling. Why? Because she knew if anybody saw her around people, she was to be stoned to death. Because with that type of issue, you're supposed to be quarantined outside the city. But look what Jesus said. He said, he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. She drew upon God's power by her faith. And he said, daughter, your faith has made you well. You, re, you released your faith. You, turned the, you flipped the switch on the power of God, and you drew in what you needed, and you were made well. We got to do that, guys. We have to believe God's word. We have to act upon God's word. We got to speak his word out. Come on. Not just for us. We got to get it for us first. Freely we've received. Now we freely give. How many of you guys, by a show of hands, you've been healed before? God's healed you of something, even if it's minor, a headache, maybe just a slight pain, maybe it's something major. Maybe God healed your heart. Maybe you're supposed to die of cancer and God, God totally healed you of cancer. Maybe it's something major. Anything, nothing is small to God, but if he's healed you, freely you've received, it's time to freely give it. And what I found out is if you give it out, then you're going to receive more of it. The more you receive, or the more you, you give out, the more you get. And so, and so we have to understand this. We can provoke, I know this sounds crazy, but you can provoke the hand of God by your faith. This woman provoked healing by her faith. She, this, was not, uh, this was not because of Jesus' faith. This was because of her faith. You have the power on the inside of you, and if you will just let God use you, 
you can be the one to lay hands on the sick. I've even said this, if no one's around you, you can even lay hands on yourself and release the power of God. We've had that happen on the broadcast. People, I've told people, and we're about to pray right now, you can put your hand on the affliction in your body, and we can speak the word only, and right there in your home, you listen to me right there, you can be healed today by the power of God. Why? Because we're acting upon it, we're speaking it out, we're believing it, and we're not waiting on the perfect timing of God because the perfect timing is now because the Bible says right now is the day of salvation. And that word salvation is not just to be saved and go to heaven because that, that does mean Jesus saves, but it means saves, heals, delivers. And so right now is the day of healing. Right now, in this moment, faith is active. Turn the switch on with, you, with the power of God. Release your faith today and receive your healing. And then as you receive it for yourself, activate yourself to look around and watch people get healed. You'll never see anybody get out of a wheelchair if you never pray for them. You know, for the very, really, a couple weeks ago in Pittsburgh, one of the very first times that I actually had somebody uh, in a service who was, I mean, this woman had the faith. She was, had a stroke. She was in a wheelchair. And she had a stroke just a couple, what, a couple months before we got there. And I'm telling you, each night I gave, him, I gave the word of God, preached, put the, all the pressure on God's word. We laid hands on her every night. By the last night, I mean, I'm telling you, she had such faith in her. And God is still working out the miracle. God is still healing her. But you know what? She was not even able to move one of her legs She was, before we got, even got there. They told her, you'll never walk again. That leg will never move again. You'll have pain in it the rest of your life. And here she is by the last night. Her leg is moving. Her leg is moving on her own. No pain in her leg. And by the, when, by the time we ended that service, we, she's like, I, I know I can stand and walk. And I'm telling you, she jumped right up out of that wheelchair. And she stood to her feet, and she began to shimmy a little bit, and God's still working out the miracle. But see, she activated her faith. She said, I'm not just going to sit here and, and just do this. I'm not waiting on God's timing. The timing is now. The timing is now. The timing is now. Now faith is. Amen. So right where you're at, you listening to me, whether you're watching this live or watching the replay, I want you just to lift your hands. Some people you're watching, you don't need a healing in your body, but you want to you go out and heal the sick. God's going to touch you in a powerful way right now. He's going to impart into you the anointing of the Holy Ghost for you to go and destroy the works of the devil. For others, put your hand on where the, their affliction is. If it's mental, if it's a worry, fear, and anxiety, put your hand on your head. If it's, a, if it's an inner organ or it's a report that you have no pain but you know something's wrong, put your hand on your heart. And let's, let's see this thing take place. Lord, you said in your word that if we, in your name, we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So, Father, right now, as they are activating their faith and laying hands on their affliction in their body, wherever that is, we command the pain to go in Jesus' name. We command organs to come alive in the name of Jesus. We command eyes to open, ears to hear. Right now, every fear, worry, and anxiety, we command it to go in the name of Jesus. Right now, depression leaves your people right now, and joy comes into their homes right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There it is, the peace of God sweeping into your home. If it's something that you can test, test it out. Begin to move it. That's your faith working. 
And as you begin to move that afflicted area, whether it's your knees, your back, begin to move it around. Begin to work your faith. If it's something you can't test, then expect the next doctor's report to be turned around. Expect that you've already received your healing. Amen. And for those who you go out right now and go look for somebody to lay hands on and see, see them recover. Go find somebody and watch how God will heal them. In Jesus' name. If, you feel, if you're feeling it in your home, put some fire emojis in the comments. Praise God. Hallelujah, Robin. Shavam. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The fire. Emily, God bless. <laughs> well, I want you guys to, I want to encourage you guys tonight. Do not miss tonight. If you are in Bethlehem area, if you're in New Jersey, uh, Maryland, even Ohio, we got people who came all the way from Ohio. Thank God for that. I'm so encouraged to see that. Get here tonight, 7 p.m. God is moving. God is activating his church. He's activating the power of God in these services. Last night was powerful. Don't miss tonight. They'll put it up on the screen. Activate and healing uh, services. It's going to be a powerful, powerful night. Do not miss 1300 Eaton Avenue right here in the Sanctuary of Central Assembly of God. And maybe you've come out one night, but you missed one of the nights. Don't miss tonight. I'm telling you, tonight is going to be explosive breakthrough night where I'm telling you last night was one thing, but it's every single night has grown and the power of God is increasing. And this is one you're not going to want to miss. And then uh, we always want to give you an opportunity to sow into the kingdom of God so you can do so. They'll put the different ways up on the screen. And with Zayner Ministries, uh, we're, we brought in our own cameras. We brought in our whole live stream. How many of you guys have enjoyed that? Uh, those who have been watching online and you, there's no way for you to come. And so uh, we're doing everything we can to reach people through the Air Force uh, of YouTube, Facebook. And, uh, you know, one day we'll be on TV. I've been speaking that out uh, privately with uh, my media director here. Uh, but I, I feel to just start saying it publicly because the day will come when we're going to be on TV. And so uh, if it's too big for your mouth, uh, then you, you'll never have it. So I, I believe we're going to have it. It's going to take place. And so... Um, we're just putting our faith out there. So you're sowing into that, and uh, you're sowing into souls. We're going to be in New York, Ithaca. We're going to be on the streets training up that church there, uh, his tabernacle. And uh, so you're sowing into souls. We've already seen 8,700 people saved, and we're planning a, a big crusade here in the Lehigh Valley come uh, July, and we're believing God to get a football stadium to, uh, to pack out to see souls saved. My goal is to hit 10,000 souls this year. We're at 8,700. I think it's easy for God to give us 1,300 people. Can you, can you say amen? Can you guys agree with me on that? That we can see 1,300 more people come to Christ before December 31st? I believe God can do it. And so you're sowing into that. You can see the different ways. You can text GiveZMI to 610-890-7505. We have Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, all at GiveZMI. Go to our website, xanderministries.com slash give. You can also go there to see the events that are coming up with the ministry. And you can write a check to Zaner Ministries at P.O. Box 125, Copley, PA 18037. We want to thank you ahead of time for sowing into the ministry. Tomorrow we'll be live again at 12 p.m. We'll be teaching uh, more on faith, more on the healing uh, power of God. 
because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The whole reason for this is to build your faith in this area so that God forbid. But the Bible says in the last days there's many pestilences, so we need to be prepared that we're ready to stand against the attacks of the enemy. Amen? Praise God. God bless you, Erica, Richard, Tim, Liz. Praise God. I want to say this publicly. I want to thank God for our media team that's been helping us here um, this whole week. We have a great team of people who have come together. I mean, I'm super, super grateful and thankful, each one of them from... I mean, we even have some kids helping, and I mean, they're they're at, they're like sharp as adults. I mean, they're just it's just amazing. So I want to say thank you for that, and uh, for helping us. Liz is part of that, Jose, and some others, and uh, I want to say I love them. Well, I can't wait to see you guys tonight. Doors open six thirty. Be here seven o'clock. If you can't be here, tune in right here on YouTube, Facebook. We love you. God bless you. Enjoy this promo video. We'll see you tonight, 7 o'clock. Right now, we're standing in a prophetic moment. We are the answer to the church that was praying for 100 years straight in this region. Because the greatest days of the healing is not in the 50s, it's now. Jesus is wanting to use you to heal the sick. That beating he took was for you to be healthy, to be healed, to be whole so that you as a child of God could walk every single day of your life in the fullness of his promises. Because Jesus is coming soon and he ain't coming for a weak church. He's coming for a church who's looking for him, who's ready and who's busy. And I recognize that cross, the wounds, the blood that was shed, the price that was paid in advance so that I could be healed. I know that the Bible says that by your stripes I have been made whole. His promises is our health, our happiness, our peace, our joy, our prosperity. We gotta use the name of Jesus because every devil will flee. Every sickness and disease will be healed. And you will be saved by that name. For if you call upon the name of the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. There's power in the name of Jesus. Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We are asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the lost in America. Go to zanerministries.com and click the Give Now button to become a monthly covenant partner today.